Boozehound Entertainment presents Scenes from the Attic. The Attic, Keeper of the Gruesome, the Horrifying, and the Shocking. Here in the dark place, leering over a typical neighborhood street, is where the phantasma lives. The Attic is where you experience disturbing scenes shared by haunted minds and morbid souls. Tonight, we step inside a small apartment in Las Vegas, Nevada to meet Brenda. She stands nude in front of a full-length mirror in her bedroom, the only mirror in the house. She glances over her naked body as her hands travel over the scars on both arms. She winces, then closes her eyes as she allows her fingers to trace over the raised skin. As soon as her fingertips have moved on from the imperfections, Brenda opens her eyes and allows her hands to roam over her supple breasts, stopping momentarily to tweak a nipple before sliding down her firm stomach. Her right hand passes over her hairless mound that, up until a few minutes ago, was covered with a full bush of auburn red hair. So smooth. I look pretty fucking hot. It had been nearly a year since Brenda started keto, and she was pleased with the results. Brenda had always been chubby, although she preferred the term curvy. No, no, no. Jesus fucking Christ, they're still here. I mean, all this work. I've turned my life upside down, never even having a single slice of fucking bread, and they're still here. What more can I even do? I mean, why won't they just let me be? I just, I can't fucking take it anymore. Brenda didn't have the best childhood. Her mother was a drug addict and a prostitute. She would fuck anybody for money or drugs, it didn't matter which, just as long as she got her fix. It was about 24 years ago, during one of the hottest summers on record, that Brenda's mom got knocked up by one of her johns. At that point, Brenda's mom committed to being a good parent and role model for her unborn child. She got clean, received prenatal care, and did everything an expectant mother should do. For two months. She gave birth to Brenda in a crack house with no running water and no windows or doors, but with her last maternal instinct kicking in, she gave the baby one chance at a better life. Firefighters found the crying newborn laying naked in a cardboard box in the middle of the firehouse driveway. Brenda grew up in a home for girls until she was about 14, and that's when she shared her secret with her roommate. That secret led to a 36-hour hold at the Kirkbride Asylum, which then led to her being committed. What is Brenda's secret? We'll have to go back a few years and listen in on her talking to one of her psychiatrists after she was admitted. Well, okay, um, my mom, who apparently was a drug addict and most likely a whore, gave me away. Well, technically, I guess you could say she left me at a fire station with nothing, not even a diaper on or covered in a blanket. I've been told by social services that I spent the first couple months of my life in the hospital since I was a crack baby. Then I was put into a group home. And according to my file, they tried putting me up for adoption. But, you know, nobody really wants a baby who would be severely emotionally, mentally, physically disabled. (laughs) Go figure. 
But, you know, lucky for me, the only outward signs of being a crack kid was how small I was compared to the other kids my age. But when I was around six or seven, I remember feeling like I was just never alone. Sort of like I was being watched all the time, even when nobody was around. It really freaks you out, you know? And around then is when I would wake up every morning with these tiny scratches just all over my body. I couldn't figure out where they came from, but then, and I'll never forget this because it was the morning I was supposed to go to school for the first time, I saw, I saw them. I mean, hundreds of tiny little shadow people. They live on my body, and they tell the government everything about me. They think I can't see them because they're always moving around, but I can. You know, and as I got older, I became curvy. And they would hide in my fat rolls. And when I started to get a, you know, you know hair down there, they started to hide there too. Even when I can't see them, I can feel them. Pushing through my organs, swimming just under the top layer of my skin and causing my hair to fall in different directions for no other reason than they're always moving. I can feel them right now. I mean, they're just picking at my skull, trying to get to my brain. You have no idea what it's like to live with these shadow people, tracking your every move. You have absolutely no privacy. And the pain. Uh, these shadow people have sharp claws for feet. They dig into me with every move they make. I, mean, I know I'm here because you all think I'm crazy. You think there's no such thing as shadow people. And that's what the government wants you to think. I mean, even if I tried to show you right now they exist, I couldn't because they are smart and would hide. You don't know anything. You don't know what it's like to try to sleep while these things crawl into your ear with their clawed feet, picking at your insides, looking for something to send back to the government. Anything. Day after day, night after night, the, the shadow people keep track of what I eat, who I talk to, when I go to the bathroom, where I go, when I shower. Oh my God, showering is the worst. My whole body burns as the soap seeps into the wounds from their claws. To make matters worse, they crawl up into my nose and wait in my sinus cavity until I'm done. I never got the feeling that they liked water. I don't know what it's like to live in peace. I can hear them talking, whispering, giving their reports to, I don't know, NSA or whoever. Do you know how hard it is to concentrate when a thousand shadow people talk at the same time? Oh, God, I probably shouldn't have said anything. Oh, now you're in danger. You know about them. 
they're not going to like that. Well, as you can imagine, after hearing this, the doctors committed Brenda. But let's get back to Brenda's conversation with the doctor. The doctor just asked her what these shadow people look like. Well, it's hard to make out any detail because they're only about a half an inch tall. Let's see. Well, I call them shadow people because they look like a shadow. Sort of gray, but also translucent and one-dimensional. They're shaped like a human, just like you and me. Except they have these cleat-like claws for feet and long, I mean, really long arms. It's creepy how long their arms are. Their hands have only four fingers that are sharp and pointy at the end. Sort of like, I'd say, the beak on a woodpecker. They use them to burrow into my brain and suck out information to send back to the government. Oh, what else? Oh, oh, yeah, they have normal teeth like we do, but they don't have any eyes or nose, so I guess no real face? And sometimes I feel a tickle here or there, which is just them feeding on my dead skin. Brenda spent her teenage years in the Kirkbride Asylum. She was released two years ago after she convinced her doctor she no longer believed in the shadow people. But that was a lie. The treatments only made things worse. If she was crazy, it was because of the shadow people. The constant noise and pain from the shadow people was becoming unbearable. She knew the only path to sanity was to get rid of the shadow people. And that wasn't going to happen in the asylum. During her first year free from the asylum, Brenda tried several methods to kill the creatures. She would stab them with a letter opener, she tried smothering them with paint remover, and even burning them. But the pain from the heat proved too painful, and she only tried that once. Needless to say, nothing worked. The second year, which brings us to the beginning of our story, she spent eating keto. She ate bacon, steaks, eggs, and cheese. No bread, no desserts, and no carbs. Just protein and fat. She thought that if she lost weight, her roles would disappear and the shadow people would have nowhere to live or hide and they'd just leave. But unfortunately for Brenda, as she stands in front of her mirror, she's finally realized there's only one way to shed the shadow people. This has been Scenes from the Attic, produced by Booze Hound Entertainment. Visit WeAreBoozeHound.com for more shows and official merch. Follow WeAreBoozeHound on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night.